Let's talk comics. A lot of comics to talk about tonight. Like four of them. Yep. This week on Dueling Review, we review Planet of the Apes Green Lantern number one, written by Robbie Thompson and Justin Jordan, with art by Barnaby Baginda. When Taylor goes missing, Cornelius investigates and discovers an ancient ring unlike anything the universe has ever seen. As its power echoes through the stars, the Guardians of the Universe must reveal to their lanterns a secret that they had hoped would remain buried forever. When the Green Lantern Corps, led by Hal Jordan, racing to get to the source of the power before Sinestro can get his hands on it, they will discover a truth that will change them forever on the planet of the apes. What's going on with the Green Lanterns? I have not been reading Green Lanterns in a while, so I don't know what, I mean, obviously this has nothing to do with, with uh, what's going on in current DC continuity. It might. I'm going to tell you the truth. I have jumped in and out of Green Lantern continuity since uh, before Blackest Night, mm-hmm. and it's always the same. It's always, there are seven cores, and there's some giant thing that the Guardians should have taken care of, that, but they didn't, that's come back and threatened everything. So, Basically, ever since they introduced these seven colorful cores, mm-hmm, like ten this years is ago, what, yeah, this is what we're getting. Okay, we had the we had the thing with Necron, and then we had a thing with the First Lantern, then we had a thing with a guy named Relic, and it's all the same. It's giant guys floating in space, and this issue has what I consider to be the most telling Green Lantern scene of all. Which one? Where they kill uh, Star Sapphire? The one guts. where they they capture all six of the representatives of the other corps. So they yeah. have Blees and Larflees. And, oh, no, uh, all seven Saint of them are Walker. there. They have all of the colors. Right, but they don't have a Green Lantern that we know. Oh, okay. There is a Green they, Lantern. It looks like Nort. It is Nort. Gnort. Uh, it might be Gnort, but that's the thing about Gnort. I didn't notice. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. When you when you think Star Sapphires, you're like, oh, here's a Star Sapphire. That's actually Fatality rather than Carol. But they have them and they kill them. And this creates the new giant thing that all the Lantern Corps are going to have to deal with. And it's uh, so turns out that the the man in the cloak is mm-hmm. uh, Sinestro. Big surprise. Val Sinestro is his, his full name. Uh, just Sinestro is enough. His, no, his first name is Thal. Okay. But Thal, he's, he's creating Sinestro. what? He's creating the universe ring? Yes. Is that what he's doing? Yes. He is. He's basically creating a ring that is all the rings. Now, has this been a, again, you're into Green Lanterns more than I am. Is this been a thing where they're trying to create a universe ring? Is this what the white ring was all about? I have not yet seen a universe ring. The white ring was not this. Okay. The white ring was something else. Uh, Kyle Rayner was the only white lantern for a brief time. Okay. So anyway, this ring that is created that has the power of all of the lanterns goes Mm -hmm. shooting off into space and crash lands on a planet where Mm -hmm. Nova and Cornelius find the ring. Wait a minute. That's not a different planet. That's our planet. You, You blew it up. How could you do Ah! So uh, Cornelius goes down into this crater, finds the ring, and instantly turns into Schmeagel. <laughs> Precious. And I, basically... I do wonder what Zero will make of you, he said in his Roddy McDowell voice. And then basically he goes all BS crazy 
and uh, <laughs> kills a bunch of spirit guys. I don't know what's going on. And in the well, process, they open up a portal and Sinestro and, and Hal Jordan, who have been fighting, get sucked into the future. Mm-hmm. And then they wash up on the shore and see a crash statue. I'll be honest with you. I really was kind of excited about this. What what they did with the Green Lanterns and Star Trek was cool. Uh-huh. What they've done with um, uh, Star Trek and Planet of the Apes was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on in this book. This is a tough one because it's tied into Green Lantern continuity, I think. But it's also, it's dealing with kind of an alternate version of that continuity that's so close to what we know or what we've yeah. seen. Yeah. I mean, the the real hit of the issue is uh, when we see Cornelius first suit up. As an orange his, lantern. Yeah. And, yeah, his gloves match oh, right. his boots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he has prehensile feet. Is he orange at first or is he yellow? Uh, no, he's orange because he's like, mine, mine, you can't take it away from me. When he first transforms, though, he's like, I don't understand oh, right. what's happening that, to That's me. yellow. That's yeah. a yellow because he's yeah. fear. Right. And then he turns orange and then he turns red and mm-hmm. destroys the rage. I want to say that the spirit people in the hoods mm-hmm. are the telepathic, telekinetic underground people. But that's weird because they're all, they've all got lantern the symbols the on them. They all got different colors for the different lanterns on their cloaks, which yes. is weird. But well, yeah, that's who I thought they people. were too, was, uh, were those, yeah, uh, missile guys. Right. The missile guys from beneath the planet of the apes is who they are. I yeah. Think. Uh, Otter Disaster can probably tell us more about the the direct lockdown of your Planet of the Apes, but oh no, I mean I understand who the uh, you know who they're trying to, but man, if if you are a first time reader who knows nothing about one of these properties, yeah, you're let's going be honest, to be you probably up. wouldn't read this book. I don't know if you're a Planet of the Apes fan, you might pick this up and go, "Ooh, what's this? Green Lanterns? I've heard of uh, Ryan. Uh, what's his name?" Ryan Reynolds. I I remember two Ryan guys Gosling. and a pizza girl. That that's not even a thing. What what? Yeah, Ryan Gosling wasn't he in uh, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Shack? No, that was uh, Ryan. Uh, I don't know. Husband. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I'm I was, and then again, if you're a DC person and you know who Green Lanterns are, but maybe if you're not following the current stuff, mm-hmm. man, I was confused in the way that the story was was told in the fact that they were jumping back and forth through not only mm-hmm. different timelines mm-hmm. but also we start the issue where Sinestro is killing everyone and creating this ring then all of this other stuff happens and then like immediately after he has killed everyone we go back to his reveal yeah which again we, doesn't make a lot of sense as far as storytelling goes I think one of the biggest weaknesses of this book is that it undermines its own storytelling points. Mm -hmm. The Guardians of the Universe come down to speak to the Green Lanterns, and they're like, we have brought unbreakable law as the Guardians. And Kilowog and Hal are like, boy, this sure does suck. They've done this before, and they're probably wrong again. Well, better follow orders. Mm -hmm. And there's moments with uh, Guy Gardner. They ask Guy Gardner about things, and Guy Gardner's like, I sure am the arrogant one. I guess. I <laughs> I don't know. The, to me, this was very confusing and mm-hmm. very messed up, and it was, not en- it was not an enjoyable read for me. So the art was pretty. Uh, at times See? there were bits of it that kind of looked like 
um, um, uh, not uh, Raphael Albuquerque, but um, um, what's his name that I like so much from Impulse? Um, and I like that, but then it, at times it also seemed like there were maybe two different artists. Uh, Umberto Ramos is kind of what Umberto it looks like. Ramos, yeah. Um, but other times it looked like there was another artist on certain pages. So I don't, I don't know, man. There I is have, a lot of inconsistency in the art. Mm-hmm. I like, I, to some degree, I like what they've done. The artist is Barnaby Bagenda. And I like the, a little bit of kind of the unfinished feel to it where it's not heavily inked with heavy outlines. It feels like uh, that thing where they shoot from pencils and then they add the colors to pencils rather than a heavy inking job, a traditional comic book inking job, and then colors on top of that. But that's also the weakness of it because without those hard edges, some of the scenes do kind of just bloop. And Nova is wearing her traditional Planet of the Apes garb, which is to say, you know, kind of a torn loincloth. Mm-hmm. But it ends up looking very much like a diaper in several scenes. <laughs> scenes, yeah. That, that's that's kind of the thing. I feel like as cool as the effect of the pencil art is, some harder edges in certain places would actually benefit the book. Or maybe even just heavier contrast on the blacks that we do have. Because even the darkest blacks in the issue yeah, just kind of, like of feel like dark gray. Yeah, they feel like a charcoal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then, of know. course, I... uh, there's the cat. Dexter, the yeah, Red Star. Lantern cat, mm-hmm. is not drawn as a cat. He's drawn as like a little a, guy with a cat head. Yeah, like an anthropomorphized like a, cat, which is really weird. Is, and I, I don't, don't know. I, that may be how he looks in the new uh, 52. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My final thought on this book is, hey, interesting high concept. Green Lanterns, Planet of the Apes, what happens when one of the apes has the power of the Green Lanterns and... Hal Jordan and Sinestro go to the future and find out what happens. Great high concept execution in the first issue. I am not sold on. And unfortunately I'm giving this book a big thumbs down. I'm also very troubled by it. I think that I'm willing to forgive a little bit more simply because as the first issue of what we know is going to be a limited series, you had a lot to establish when you're bringing two properties of this, I don't want to say magnitude, but perhaps this breadth, this depth, this uh, Z dimension axis, because, you know, three dimensions. That's a math joke, by the way. Sorry. I got oh, I thought you were. Mm, okay. Shut up. The, <laughs> the thing, though, that comes apart is there's not almost not enough attention paid to either side. And I think part of that is the assumption that people who buy a book like this are going to be familiar with one or both of the properties. And I, I get that. I understand that, but I feel like it's kind of a cursory look at both and the way that it's written just kind of swoops by some relatively important stuff on its way to getting us this first chapter. And it makes the first chapter feel very unsatisfying. Now, maybe when we have all six chapters assembled, I'm like, this is one. And then all of a sudden everything cuts loose on page one of issue two. And it's perfect the rest of the way as part of a larger story, maybe, but as an individual first chapter, it does fall down pretty hard. Yeah. If you, if you read the rest, you can tell me if it gets better, but uh, rest of this series, I'm taking a big pass on. 
I probably won't unless it pops up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder how that's going. It's up to you, dear listeners. If this uh, series suddenly gets superior and fantastic, uh, you please let us know and we may dive back into it. But for now. <laughs> superior bummer. or fantastic or uncanny or mighty. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. Don't get, uh, don't get too, uh, too grandiose there. Hey, my, my, hey. Coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics, we have Dragon Age, the adult coloring book, Empowered like Soldier of Don Love, Blue number Dragon one. Age? No, like oh. Dragon Age, the video game series. Yeah, with uh, it's the, Don Bluth. Yeah, it's Don Bluth, and he's uh, no, Sir you're thinking Sir of Dragon. You're thinking of Dragon's Lair. Yeah, it's not Dragon Age. That's the same thing. No, it's not. Uh, Weird Detective gets a trade paperback coming out next week, as does World of Tanks number five. I guess it's not a trade paperback, but there <laughs> you go. Yeah, Val. That's the that's the um, Garth Ennis series. If you like War series and you like lots of blood and guts, uh, Garth Ennis does not hold back on any of his war stories. They oh. are intense, they are graphic, and they do show the horrors of war. DC Comics next week has Action Comics, what is that, 973 already? Holy cow. All-Star Batman number seven, uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number seven, Deathstroke uh, checks in at number 12. We also get Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 14, New Superman number eight. <laughs> oh, hey, Lost Boys number five comes out. That is the penultimate issue. Have you been reading that beyond issue Say two? Say hello to the night. I read the first three I think I missed four, so I oh, may okay. grab four and five. Suicide Squad number 11, Supergirl number six, and Wonder Woman number 16. IDW Publishing has Donald Duck Big Sneeze trade paperback. That's how the universe was created. Big um, Sneeze Pizza? Yeah, Big Sneeze Pizza. Uh, yeah. Mickey Mouse number 17, Raw Manual 2017. That's an $8 Raw Manual? Raw Manual. <laughs> I had a raw manual and then I had to get a SmackDown manual so that you could play both sides. Mm, okay. That's Image. a wrestling joke. Three people just laughed. Did they? Did they yeah, really? They did. They're laughing very hard and they're going, oh, Steven, I think they're stop laughing. Selling. I think they're laughing at you. No, they're just laughing in your general direction. <laughs> Image Comics has Birthright number 22, Black Science number 28. Moonshine number five. I after that first issue, it uh, flew by, and I haven't uh, seen what's been going on. I will definitely have to go see number what's five going on. With already? I know, right? Doesn't seem that long ago. It seems like we did that three weeks ago. I know, right? Oh my, how time flies when you're getting old. Spawn two seventy. Speaking of getting old, uh, Wicked and Divine number twenty six uh, comes out from Image Comics, and then Ooh. over at Marvel. They have the all-new Wolverine number 17, the Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number four. That's actually interesting. The Renew Your Vows? Yeah, it's got Mary Jane and Pete and Mary Jane's daughter joining him as spider people in costume in the wild. Is this uh, spun out of uh, the Spider-Verse where they are rejects from another reality? I believe so, yeah. I think what happened was uh, their universe was stolen and then... They escaped at the end of the convergence and then they went back to the new 52 and they've always been in the background. Mm. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Right. Black widow. Number 11, captain America, Steve Rogers. Number eight gets a second printing. <sighs> Deadpool. The duck. Number three. Hey, so done with that book. The captain America one, the yeah. Hydra Nazi Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I don't know what happened in number eight, but apparently it's enough for them to, uh, Issue a second printing. I bet it was something I, relevant to things going on in world events. 
I believe that number eight was the one where Steve Rogers took over the government. Oh, okay. So they are. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number 17 arrives next week, as does Ivix number four. Ivix? Ivix. Or I think I think I would prefer the long eye. Ivix. Mm, Ivix sounds like uh, the autobiography of the really cool African-American model member of the Justice League. Is that Frederick Douglass? Ivix. I hear he's up and coming. <laughs> Vixen. Oh, damn oh, you. Okay, okay. Stop trying to make cultural <laughs> references. Jessica the future Jones. people don't care. <laughs> They're sitting in their utopia with their flying cars and their bubble helmets <laughs> going, what the hell is he babbling about? No, they will look back and they will say, look at how these people are trying to have uh, fun and put smiles on their face in the in the uh, in the face smiles of such horrendous uh, uh, things going on. Oy. Kingpin number one, it comes out next week, and I do want to check out that book. Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number seventeen, Power Man and Iron Fist number thirteen, True Believers Wolverine Origin number one. Ooh, Wolverine's getting an origin. Oh, this is one of those one dollar issue things. Right, that's a reprint of Wolverine Origin. Yeah, also coming out. Oh, you know why? Because we got uh-huh. a movie coming up. Yeah, old and man so, Logan the movie. Yeah, so we get uh, True Believers Wolverine Save Tiger number one mm-hmm. and True Believers Wolverine Weapon X number one, all $1 issues. And I believe there's a Wolverine Frank Miller number one. I bet, well, that's not coming out next week, but I'm betting that they start releasing more of those between now and yeah. movie release, which is now well, 20 days like- away. 110 Wolverine number ones, so they could release five a week for the next six months. Ooh, if we get so lucky. All new Fathom number one comes out in all the rest sure. category. <laughs> Some definitions of lucky anyway. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica Classics Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume 1. That's a $30 book. That's probably a good deal right there. Uh, Is Blubber that the number four. Battlestar Galactica reprints? Mm, I don't know. My guess is it's coming out of Dynamite. So it could be. Eh, cool. But they currently have the Battlestar Galactica um, license, although they could be telling new tales of the classic Battlestar Galactica series now collected well, that, in a new omnibus. Well, I believe they had a Battlestar Galactica classic series. Yeah, they still do the new one, gods and whatever it is uh, that's ongoing. With Starbuck and Apollo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Blue Hour number four comes out next week. Death Be Damned number one. Now there's somebody that's putting a positive spin on everything. Death Be Damned. Doctor Who, the, Doctor Who, the 11th Doctor, Year 3, number 2. If you want to uh, hear Matthew and I and uh, Rodrigo and Ashley Victoria Robinson discuss the departure of um, Peter Capaldi, Aww. then you might want to head over to uh, patreon.com slash major spoilers, where we have yeah. a special bonus episode for those uh, people who are our patrons. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Dollface, number 2. Evil Heroes, number 5. Uh, let's see. GFT. Grim Fairy Tales. Get the... Oh. Uh, Steampunk Alice in Wonderland. There are four different covers for that. I believe that's called Stalus. There's also uh, GFT Van Helsing versus the Mummy of Amun-Ra, number one. There are four covers for that. That one could be actually interesting. Uh, Grant Morrison, 18 Days, number 20. Helena, Scythe, number one. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven covers There's for that one. The regular cover. There is the risque cover. There is a no. There's the regular no risque. risque cover. The no. irregular cover. Ooh, they have this. The thing irregular called, risque cover. Look at this one. Uh, the fourth cover is called the enforcer cover. 
And is then there followed, an enforcer risque? No, there's an enforcer nude cover. Uh, also, I sacri- actually no own one, a nude Helena cover. Do you? Yeah, it, it's terrible, but I can't sell it because no one will buy it. Well, I'm sure if you put it on eBay, somebody would buy it. It's from now. It's from the 90s. Somebody would buy it. I guarantee. Oh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'd ask people to contact us if they actually buy or are interested in buying these nude or nude uh-huh. wraparound cover. No one has contacted me yet. So I don't know if our listeners don't want to write not, in because they that, are afraid we make, we'll make fun of them, which we won't. Right. Or none of our listeners buy nude covers. It, it may be that Venn diagram where our listeners and the nude covers just don't meet. I bet that's what it is. Yeah. Homies number four of four comes out next week. Kind of looking forward to that. Have you been reading it? Have you been reading the series? No, but I used to buy the figures. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can still get those. Uh, You put in a a resurgence. Infinite seven at number one, John Carter, the end number one, call number two of four. Sunhide. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Namesake number four, newsprints, graphic novel, volume one. Norman first slash number three. Norman, is that you, Norman? Uh, yeah, it's about a young serial killer kid. Is it Norman Bates? No. Oh well, then they're going to get sued. No, they won't. They've been. Yeah, this you can't have a guy been, with a knife named Norman. This one's been going on for quite a while now. Oh well, then Hitchcock like a couple probably of years sued them already. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, he rose from his grave and sued them. Red Sonia number eat. two. Sherlock blind banker number two. That is the. Manga adaptation of the BBC series based on the story by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> I'm, oh no, I'm, I should have said, sorry, sorry, I messed that up. Sherlock, Blind Banker, is the uh-huh. English adaptation of the Japanese manga based uh-huh. on the BBC series of the same name, which itself is based on the Sherlock Holmes tales by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. That's what it is. So it's the book of the film of the show. Two guys and girl in a pizza restaurant. Uh, for, adapted from the telephone book of the same name. Yes. Torchwood oh. number two, number one comes out. And uh, War Stories number 22 comes out next week. You can catch the complete list over at Majorspoilers.com next week. Next week on Dueling Review... Empowered Soldier of Love, number one, written by Adam Warren, art by Carla Diaz. Love is tearing apart. Again, Costume Fighters, Empowered City. As the unearthly powers of an embittered international magical girl of mystery covertly inflame the superhero community's burning passions. That sounds gross. But even if a befuddled imp can puzzle out her shadowy foe's schemes, can she hope to prevail against the soldier of love? You can show your support for this show and everything we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers. If you're not familiar, your contributions allow us to keep this show going, pay for our growing costs, and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review, and we will talk with you next time when you will hear Matthew say... I cried today, I died a million deaths. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.